Welcome everybody to nwczradio.com channel one's down the rabbit hole. My name is Big D. And I'm Brandon. And we are back for another episode here on the big podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of the program. And you can always reach out to us at downtherh at protonmail.com. Downtherh at protonmail.com. And we want to thank our friends at Friends Radio Network and nwczradio.com channel one. And thank you. We just passed another pretty huge milestone, I'll say, for our little podcast. Yeah, we did. I, I thought it was pretty cool to see. I mean, I did post a picture on Wednesday um, of us at 399 and said so close. Yeah, we crossed the, what, the 400,000 download mark? Yep. Not bad for a couple of yokels, a couple of goofballs. What did somebody? Oh, they called us total idiots. Not bad yeah, we, for a couple of total idiots who've never spent a dime on advertisement. I don't even have social media, and we just throw it out there to the world. So, but that's all. Uh, that's all thanks to you all out there who have listened, shared it, turned other people onto it, or whatever. We really. <laughs> We're, we're pretty lazy when it comes to all of that kind of stuff. So it, that's hard work on your part, and we appreciate it. Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, it's we've had a couple people reach out to us and ask us, you know, if we wanted to, to advertise, and it's we really don't. I mean, we don't want to be one of those shows. We're not here to make money. We're not. We're, we're just here to to talk. So thank you all for listening. And yeah, we're never going to advertise. We're not going to do all that stuff because I mean, that's not who we are. No. We're just we're here to explore, to look at things, to do a bunch of research, share with you what we found, and have a great conversation. We get a lot mm -hmm. of great emails where we have conversations in uh, behind the scenes, also, I guess, and those are always a ton of fun. Yes. So I listened to the midweek podcast that you did. I thought it was fascinating. Mm -hmm. I know you and I had talked about doing that at one point, and it's. Um, so we ha I have a little exercise for you. Are you going to try and make me pronounce things again? <laughs> I was laughing pretty hard. I hope everybody else was too. Not not at you, but with you, because I know pronunciation is not your favorite thing. No, it's Malthusianism, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> and there we go. I said it right that time. Yeah. Oh, good job. Hey. Good job. And I think what it was is I knew I was gonna have problems with it, so I was already in my head. So the second I had to like say it, it was just like you know, I was already, I was done. I yeah, before I even tried. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know that happens. Sometimes your brain short circuits, and especially if you're thinking about it, mm -hmm. and then when it comes time to deliver the line, has that ever happened to you on stage when you're doing comedy routine? Oh yeah, there's been a couple times where all of a sudden it's just like you. you the crowd is uh, usually when the crowd's not going your way. So you yes. start getting, so you're trying to, okay, you're going to switch things up because it's not going where you thought it was. So you need to move to like your, your set to deal with the crowd because it's like, you know, it's not going the way you expected. So, and you have everything. It's like a lot of people don't think about it. You have a script in your head of how the show's going to go. Right. And now all of a sudden you have to change it. And so you're, still trying to do the finish the bit you're on but you're thinking like three bits ahead and then all of a sudden you like you know you, you just get lost <laughs> i've done the same thing it's like yeah. all of a sudden your brain is it's a weird feeling because you're sort of in overdrive because you're hypersensitive to the fact that people aren't with you mm -hmm. and then you're 
trying to figure out how to get them with you, but and so you're going through, I don't know, about 10 jokes or 10 scenarios in your head and trying to pick which one at the same time while you're delivering whatever it is that you're on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I, I, I had a, I, I kind of had that last night at the comedy show I went to because I, I was producing and the uh, feature act wasn't feeling well. And so they sent me a message that morning so they weren't going to make it. And I tried finding someone to replace him and I couldn't. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll do it. But so all of a sudden, like, it's like, hey, go up and do 30 minutes. You weren't prepared for this, but go have fun. So I had to go up and do, yeah, 30 minutes last night with like no prep. Like, uh, <laughs> That's always fun. It is. I, I, I hit, I was at 27, I think, when I stopped. So uh, I was close. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Did you write anything down on the card? I did. I had, I actually it was a guest check. I, I stole it from the, the waitress and said, let me use it real quick. And I had a, just notes that I threw out that was sitting on the table in front of me so I could look down at them real quick. Cause I'm like, I, mm. uh, well, we have a, a mutual friend who did that to me one time. I showed up to MC the show yeah, and somebody couldn't show up and he was like, you're doing 15 minutes. And I was like, I am. And so, yeah, you grab whatever you napkin, check whatever you can and just start writing down stuff. Yeah. A lot of times what I do to hide it is I set it down and put my drink on top of it. Oh yeah, of course. Cause it actually, so acts, it, it acts as a magnifying glass. So you can see your chicken scratch that you wrote. Well, it's that. And because of the fact when I reach over to grab my drink, it gives me that small pause to be, you know, as I take the drink to look down and see what uh, on my notes. So it doesn't make it obvious that I'm reading notes, but yeah. Last night, I didn't even try that. I'm like, dude, I wasn't planning for this, so if I read notes, deal with it. So. <laughs> I, I saw a comedian one time get up, and this was, uh, this was a show that uh, I was a part of, and he had a, a whole stack of index cards, mm -hmm. and on each index card, he had probably three words, and he literally, as he's standing up there, he's flipping through them, and he's like, I'm not doing that one, not doing that one, oh, I'll do this one, and then he would do it, and then he'd go flip, flip, flip and just toss them on the floor. <laughs> like, I've seen a couple of comedians do that. I, I've seen one that does it as his bit. It's a bit that he does it that way. So he does it on purpose as a bit, and it's funny. But other ones, it's like, dude, it doesn't work. Yeah, no, this guy, was. it, it wasn't part of his bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, enough inside baseball. On See, look, look at the bonus material you get. So yeah. inside baseball on stand-up comedy. It's it's fun. I mean, I, I had some fun last night. I actually had it was the one thing that was nice is my niece came out um, and brought her child who is 14. And I'm like, really, you're going to bring a 14 year old to hear me do comedy? No kidding. And afterwards, my, the 14 year old is just like, that was inappropriate. And I'm like, you're the one that came to my comedy show. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised they didn't call CPS on you. No kidding. It's like, right. yeah, I didn't need to know about what my, you know, my uncle does. I'm like no, we didn't even know any of that. Did you do the sword sheath? No, I didn't do that one. I've I've pretty much cut that one out a little bit. I do occasionally, every once in a while, I will. But I have a couple new ones that I talk about. I mean, there's a lot of masturbation. I mean, I've been married 22 years. There's a lot of masturbation. <laughs> so if anybody wants to know more about that, go to go to Brandon's. What what are you on? You're on Instagram. I am. I have a YouTube channel, but there's only like one video that I show. But there's like 300 hidden ones. <laughs> well hit brandon up he can show hit you me some. up I'll, I'll say if you really want i hit me up I'll, I'll send you a link so you can go watch the videos yeah it's always better live though it really is it is 
So, and if you really get a chance, come out and see me. You know, I do, you know, I, I, I'm around here. If you you live in the area, I do comedy around here. And that's one of the things I've been looking at, too, once I moved down there, is that it does seem like there's a good comedy scene in Houston. Oh, I'm sure uh, there is. Houston. Austin a, has a good one, too. But Austin has probably the best one in Texas. I have a lot of friends that have left here and moved to Austin. Comedians. So. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into today's topic. And All right. We are going to talk about giants. Mm-hmm. A lot of people believe that there was a time on Earth when there were lots of giants. The giants roamed around, and there's all kind of theories about where they came from, who they were, who they are. Are they still among us? Is Did they get wiped out at some point? And where we're going to start today is actually right here in the United States because it's a fascinating story out of Lovelock, Nevada. And if you don't know where Lovelock is, it's sort of northeast of Reno. It's between Winnemucca, if you know where that is, mm-hmm. and Reno. It's about halfway up. I've been through there. I've never been to these caves. In fact, when I went through, I didn't know anything about this or I would have stopped. And see, I, I've done the same because I actually, my, my dad used to have some friends that lived in Winnemucca. So I, we went on a couple trips and we went down to Winnemucca, but I've never been to, if I would have known these caves were there, I'd been like, hey, I'm going for a day trip. <laughs> well, around that area and that it's the Badlands, it's out in the desert and in the early days, the early history of the United States, it was pretty much run by Native Americans. And there is a tribe there called the Paiutes, P-A-I-U-T-E, the Northern Paiute Tribe. And they settled in, and pretty peaceful, just kind of hanging out and doing their thing. Mm-hmm. But there was a, another tribe that showed up, just kind of came out of nowhere. And we'll talk about some of the theories as to how they got there. But there's another tribe called the Sitaka. It's S I T E C A H, Sitaka. They lived up in these caves and they would occasionally come down to the Paiute village and ravage it, it cause all kinds of problems and chaos. And then they would grab a bunch of them, take them back into the caves. And they would eat them. Yummy. Yeah. They were basically cave dwellers. Now, the history of the Sitaka is a mystery. No, the Paiutes didn't have conversations with them, obviously, because they weren't friendly. No. They, they, they were definitely not friendly. There are, yeah, there's, there was some evidence in the cave when they discovered that these guys actually existed that they may have rode over here from some distant land because of the markings on the wall and some of their practices that they were not original to, let's say, the territory and that they had... But it seems weird that they would have rode over from somewhere and then ended up in Nevada. It's not like a a coastal town, Lovelock. I mean, you know, it might just be where their ship landed. (laughs) It may have been. I don't know. I mean, it seems like a popular place for ships to land is Nevada. I don't know why. So according to the Paiute folklore, 
and their oral traditions that were handed down. This tribe, the Sitakas, were a red-haired band of cannibals, and that the Sitaka and the Paiutes, or Paiutes, were at one point basically at war because the, they basically were killing off the, the Paiutes. They were, they were cannibals. They were not nice giants, as they say. Yeah. But according to the history of the, the Paiutes, they actually drove them back into a certain cave and piled brush up at the mouth of the cave and stuffed a bunch of stuff in it, set it on fire, and the Sitaka were supposedly annihilated. There's a gal named Sarah Winnemucca, and she was the daughter of Paiute chief Winnemucca, who wrote about this, and she called them, quote, a small tribe of barbarians who ate her people. She wrote that after my people had killed them all, the people around us called us Seydu Kara. It means conqueror. It also means enemy. My people say that the tribe were exterminated, had reddish hair. I have some of their hair, which has been handed down from father to son. I have a dress which has been in our family a great many years, trimmed with the reddish hair. I'm going to wear it sometime when I lecture. It's called a mourning dress, and no one has such a dress but my family. Also, in a book called Fossil Legends of the First Americans, author Adrienne Mayer, she suggests that the giant's interpretation of the skeletons from the Lovelock Caves and other dry caves in Nevada was started by entrepreneurs setting up tourist displays that the skeletons themselves were of normal size. And that was pretty much the belief for a long time. Yeah. That the Paiutes were kind of embellishing the story to make themselves sound better, that the, the oral history and the storytelling was one of these kind of like the boogeyman things where they, they would basically use it to keep their kids in line. Hey, if you don't behave, you know, the Sitaka is going to come get you. Yeah, we're going to feed you to the redheaded giants. Exactly. And that's kind of how it went for a long time. She also... Every time this, you say redheaded giants, I just think of a big giant pudding. <laughs> I think of someone like Bill Walton. <laughs> yeah. Also, this Adrian Mayer said that uh, she discusses the reddish hair, pointing out that hair pigment is not stable after death and that various factors such as temperature, soil, etc., can turn ancient, very dark hair, rusty red or orange. Hmm? She also said that another explanation for the, quote, giant interpretation of the skeletons may also come from the fact that the first remains unearthed by the guano miners of 1911 to 1912 were described as giant in comparison to much smaller, apparently female skeletons. And what they're talking about there with the guano, this is interesting as well. <laughs> yeah. So when these caves were discovered by some miners, basically, these, these guys who were up there just, they weren't archaeologists, but they were up just discovering and perusing through caves. That's what's funny is like a bunch of the articles do say that, you know, oh, they were found by archaeologists. No, they were found by, found by guano farmers. Guano farmers, yeah. And if you don't know what guano is, that's, you haven't watched Ace Ventura. No. Guano is bat poo. And it's worth money. Tons of money, yes. And I so when money. these um, guano farmers, these, these guys who were up there 
looking for bat caves to extract this guano, they came across all these bones. And that was in, I think, 1911. Between 1911 and 1912, these guys kept this all a secret. They didn't really let it out because they didn't want anybody to come get their guano yeah. or be, you know, like the caves would be sealed up and they would no and longer be left guano. in. And from most of the things that I read, this was a very sizable guano haul. There was a lot of guano in this cave. So. Well, there, ha- there was so much in there that they didn't discover these bones and stuff until after they started harvesting this stuff. Yeah. They started, you know, scraping it up, putting in buckets or whatever that whatever they're putting it in. And underneath it they started running across bones. And at first they ran across what would we would call just I'll just normal-sized bones. Yeah. Bones of women and men who were of average height. It was obviously it was some like something had happened there and they didn't know what but there was there were a bunch of bones. Yeah. Then as they kept going they found bigger bones. And apparently there were rocks with huge handprints on it. And the estimate size of these quote giants was anywhere between 9 and 10 feet tall. So not short. They 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 were a little tall. And I mean, right now, I mean, the, the tallest people on record is what? I mean, he was eight foot, eight foot seven, I think. Uh, that Robert, whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Wadlow was eight foot 11 and one inch. So if these redheaded giants, they're saying they were nine to 10 feet, they were taller than the, the tallest, you know, recorded man in history. To back up a little bit, this battle that supposedly happened between the Paiutes and the Sitaka. The Paiutes, according to this one article, demanded their enemy come out of the cave and fight, but the giants refused, which does seem seem a little embellished. See, history is written by the winners. It is. It does seem embellished. It's one of those things they talked about how they would raid the village and kill them and take them back and eat them in the cave. And Yeah, you really think you need to go stand outside of that their cave and go, hey, come on out. I mean, unless you suddenly got like all of the, like everybody, like every tribe around you to come help you and you all went after them, which is possible. But, you know, for most stuff I read, they talked about how it was a small band of like warriors that trapped them. Yeah, there was a coalition of tribes. They did, uh, did they? Okay. they did incorporate some help. As far as I can tell, I can't find, I'll just say a number. And, and that's the hard part because of course it is a, a oral history. So it's... I mean, who knows? I just saw like I found like three or four different versions of what happened, but they all came down to the idea that they trapped him in the cave somehow, and then started the cave on fire and burned him. Right, and of course, so like you said, there's several different yeah, versions. This version I'm looking at right here it says the coalition of tribes proceeded to shoot arrows at them while starting a large fire at the mouth of the cave. The smoke drove out a few who died in a hail of arrows, and the rest were all either burned alive or asphyxiated. And then over time, and this is true, the entrance to the cave would collapse, leaving mm-hmm. it accessible only to bats and cut off from human contact. And it did say when they found the bones, they found, you know, burnt arrowheads and stuff like that that corroborated the story. And they found huge giant sandals. Yeah. Which was, and then the other thing that I thought was weird, and there are pictures of this, I could not find pictures of the sandals, but they had duck decoys. 
Yep. But they were huge. They were, you know, like if you go to, I don't know, a pro bass shop or whatever, outdoor world, and you see the duck decoys, mm-hmm. these were bigger than those. They were made of wood and they had a bunch of feathers on them and stuff. But, and, and I was fascinated by that because they're out in the desert. Well, apparently... There was a lake. I did read a lake. There was a lake. There was a lake. It was called Lake Lahontan. L-A-H-O-N-T-A-N. And that that cave, which according to one article said it predates humans on the continent, and in prehistoric times it was underneath Lake Lahontan. What I found strange was that in in the Paiute description of all of this, they don't mention it being a lake. Well, and see, I didn't like I said, there's different versions because I found a version where they did talk about how they were known to make like reed rafts that they'd use to go across the lake to attack the Paiutes, the 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 giants would, and then they would also, you know, what? Um, yeah, they make the the reed rafts to come and attack them, and they'd use that for hunting too to hunt the ducks. It was one of the the things that I one of the ones that I was reading was talking about it. Yeah, so eventually archaeologists did wander in there, and that was in about 1924, which was 13 years after these guano miners began harvesting out of this thing. According to this, the miners continued to dig until sifting out the ancient relics inside. Beneath the top layer of bat guano became too much hassle. As soon as they learned about the discoveries, they informed the University of California and excavations began and approximately 10,000 archaeological specimens were uncovered, including tools, bones, baskets, and weapons. Mm -hmm. According to the report, 60 average height mummies were unearthed, duck decoys, a sandal over 15 inches long, donut-shaped stone with 365 notches carved along the outside and 52 corresponding notches inside and some scientists believe it may have been a calendar Hmm. Uh, we've done a a show on radio carbon dating and carbon dating according to this says carbon dating done on follow-up visits found vegetable material dating back to 2030 bc and a human femur dating to 1450 bc there was human muscle tissue dating back to 1420 BC and baskets dating back to 1218 BC. According to archaeologists, they concluded from this that the human occupation of the Love- Lovelock Cave by this culture started in 1500 BC. And people lived in the area lasting some 3,000 years. Hmm. According to this, it says during the initial excavations there were reports of mummified remains being found of two red-haired giants one was a female 6.5 feet tall and the other was male was over eight feet tall and i've also heard that since then there's been others i've heard the same there was a bunch of things i found that there was more and there was some jaw bones and some other stuff and then there's a lot of people who are skeptical about it according to the university of nevada they indicate that the giants were about six feet tall and not up to eight feet tall as been claimed and then also they say you know because of the way the hair ages when you die and the way it gets discolored that's why it stayed red yeah i will say too is one of the uh say one of the ones i found too that said the two the 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 male and female skeletons that were found weren't actually found in the cave. They were found 
in the dry lake bed. And that they were wrapped in a gum-covered fabric, kind of like the Egyptian mummies. Yes. Like they'd been mummified. Well, there's also, there's a photo, and I'm looking at it right here, of a modern man's jaw, like your the lower jaw. Mm-hmm. And then one of these large jaws from a Lovelock giant, and it's about four times the size of a normal jaw. Yeah. It's huge. It looks like it came from a cow or something. I did find this interesting. According to well, several articles, if you want to see these, any of these bones, you'll get the runaround. One museum will inform you that the other possesses it and, vi- and vice versa and so forth. The original miners and excavators claimed that several mummies were unearthed, but nowadays all you can see for sure are one jawbone and one misshapen skull. The Humboldt mm-hmm. County Museum in Winnemucca has one of the skulls. But there's a ton of bones and stuff that exist. They just don't want you to see it. Yeah, it's hidden. Well, and the one of the things, like I said, we were talking before the show started, that one of the articles I read said it's because the, uh, the state of Nevada doesn't acknowledge that they're real. Their authenticity, so they won't allow them to be shown. But they'll do nothing to authenticize, authenticize them either. Yeah, so looking at both sides of the story, if you go to, I went to this website, it's called Nevadagram, and it's basically about the history of Nevada. It's put out by the, I think it's put out by the state of Nevada. This is from June 2nd, 2016, and it's all about these Lovelock giants. And according to them, they say scientists have said there's no proof the giants first described in the old Indian tales were cannibals. Chemical stain by earth after burial was advanced as a likely reason why mummified remains have red hair instead of black, like most Indians in the area. The university study in the mid-70s indicated the giants were about six feet tall and not up to ten feet tall as claimed. Anthropologists say that the story, uh, while somewhat tamer, is still fascinating, but they concede the old myth has more appeal and no matter what they say will probably persist. A mid 1970s study was conducted after a bundle of bones marked quote giant bones were found in a long overlooked cabinet at the Nevada Historical Society building in Reno. These <laughs> bones, which apparently came from the Lovelock cave, a treasure trove for scientists. They were trying to reconstruct Nevada's early history. And they said these bones appear to be the remains of Indians, maybe six feet tall Big, but not that big, she said. Now, the other side of that is a lot of people say those were the ones from the Paiute tribe. Yeah. They were the ones who were eaten. And that's one thing. I mean, that's like what they said. They said there was a lot of bones found in there of the tribe. Yes. From the tribe because they were being pulled into the cave and eaten and whatever, being held captive. So you would find them there. But where are the giant ones? Well, according to Sarah Winnemucca, who was the daughter of the Indian chief, and she was the first one to write this down. She wrote it down in 1883. She says that these people eaters, the Saitaka, were so fierce, they would leap into the air, snatch arrows whizzing over their heads, and shoot them back at their enemies. The Sitaka were just were described as vicious, unapproachable people that killed and ate their captives 
and told early settlers that after years of warfare, all the tribes in the area joined together to rid themselves of the giants. John T. Reed, a Lovelock mining engineer, said that Indians took him to the cave in 1886 and told him the tale of the red-haired cannibal giants. But when he entered the cave, he found nothing but tons of bat guano. Well, yeah, because it's all under the bat guano. Right. So he's the one that went back and told others, which is why they started hauling that, the bat guano out in 1911. That's when the bones and everything turned up. Yeah. And then, of course, this website also says, hey, the legend basically got big so that they could sell stuff to tourists. Hmm. So whether it's true or not, I think that's going to have to be up to you because obviously I haven't seen the bones. Yeah. I did find this according to six, uh, 16th century Spanish conquistador Pedro Cieza de, de Leon. He recorded an ancient Peruvian tale about the origin of the South American giants. He said, according to the legend, they, quote, came by sea in rafts or reeds after the manner of large boats. Some of the men were so tall that from the knee down, they were as big as the length of an ordinary fair-sized man. And that, according to him, they made their way over to what we now know as America, set up shop, but that they're actually Peruvian. Yeah. There, there, there's a few origin stories I found of where they came from. So, and there's a bunch of the explorers, like you know, I mean, a bunch of them, the the English, Spanish, all the the European explorers that had stories of seeing giants on different islands in South America, all over when they went to go, you know, where they were they were traveling. So, well, yeah, let's go through a few of those before we get into the theory of. Who are these giants and, and po- where did they possibly come from? Because this got me thinking, we have giants that live among us today. Yeah. We just accept this notion that it's a freak genetic thing, that maybe they have some sort of, like Andre the Giant had some disease that caused him to constantly grow, grow, grow. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but whatever he had, it eventually killed him because he just never stopped growing. We have NBA players. We have tribes in South America and in Africa where they're all super tall. We just don't call them giants anymore. Yeah. Because I think if, if we were in a tribe and we were trying to survive and everybody's fighting for territory, food, water, or whatever we would be more fearful of a tribe of really tall people. Yes. You know, but because we live in a, quote, civilized society, we don't fear them. We look at them as almost kind of freaks now, like, wow, how's the weather up there? Mm-hmm. So Which, I, and most of the time when they have them now, I mean, it's what we're seeing now is you see the, the for lack of a better word, the freaks of nature, because, I mean, really that's what they are. They have a disease or a, uh, it's usually a glandular, glandular, you know, issue where they continue to grow and they become taller. And usually, they uh, a lot of the really tall ones, like I know Robert, you know, um, the the tallest man on record, he had a lot of physical issues because of the growth. Because he, as a human, he wasn't supposed to grow like that. But what we're talking about in a lot of these cases are full on tribes. 
Like this wasn't a freak, like all of a sudden, and I know freak is a bad word, whatever, but it's, that's what it is. It's a freak of nature. I mean, it's just something that wasn't supposed to happen. Right. It was odd. It's unusual. It's not the norm. Yeah. It was an anomaly, a genetic anomaly where a lot of the cases where there's stories of like, you know, the Sitaka and everything else that this was a tribe. This wasn't a genetic anomaly. This was genetics. The whole tribe was big, you know, was giant. And that's what, you know, where we're seeing a lot more of these. And I think a lot of, you know, you get a lot of some people, it's genetic. Other people, it's a genetic anomaly. But I think what fascinates me is when we start looking at the actual like full on like, no, there was a whole group that just lived, you know, and they're all over the world. I mean, a lot of people believe Easter Island was inhabited by giants. Yeah. Well, I have an article right here, and it is from ancientorigins.net. It's about a 10th, 10th century forgotten city unearthed in Ethiopia, once thought to be, quote, home of giants. This was from 2017, as a team of archaeologists went in, they uncovered this forgotten town it was covered up and they found all kind of headstones uh, evidence of islamic burials and what you would normally find glass beads shells pottery interestingly a a lot of the stuff they found was from all around the world there was stuff there from madagascar from the maldives from yemen and china all of this in ethiopia but then they also found burial grounds and they found what they believe. Some people said the bodies we discovered are the children of giants. They worked for a couple of years. They basically unearthed a bunch of stuff and they think what they found was some evidence that there were giants in Ethiopia. Yeah. Uh, go to a, another article. This is from China. This is from... 2017, archaeologists say they have unearthed a 5,000-year-old graveyard of giants in China. Now, here's the catch on this one. So these archaeologists are working in eastern China. They unearthed 205 graves. No, uh, It's a, an unknown race of, quote, unusually tall and strong people labeled as giants. But these giants that they're talking about were about six foot two or taller. And you say, well, that's not a giant. Like, I'm six two. Yeah. The problem is, is that they were way taller than the average modern Chinese, which was estimated at five foot seven. And, and that's the thing, like I said, where you have, if you have one or two, that's an anomaly. You have an entire tribe, that's different so i mean having an entire group of people that on average is six foot two or taller in an area that's known for really i mean chinese people aren't known for being that tall so according to this article it says that even to this day it is said that people from this region of china tend to be among the tallest individuals in china and so Obviously, it wasn't just a singular person. It was a community or a tribe or however you want to put it. Yeah. And it might be one of those things of that community, maybe that, you know, community or that family or whatever, you know, they didn't die off. They didn't completely go away. They just started 
you know, mixing with the other, you know, groups around them to a point where they, you know, they still have a higher than average height there, but they're not the six foot two anymore. Exactly. Uh, well, Yao Ming comes from China. Yeah. Most Chinese, not a bad thing, but they are under the average size of most people in the world. Yeah. They're on the smaller side of things. And so I ran across a lot of those, a lot, a lot of these from around the world. There was some in Africa. There's some up in Canada. There were in Mexico. There were seven six, which is still, I mean, tall. Seven six. That's very yeah. very tall. I ran across giants that were supposedly found in Peru and South America. Yeah, and I then mean, you get into. The- I found them everywhere too. I mean, they were all over the world. You know, like I said, Easter Island supposedly had giants and they found giant skulls and stuff like that on Easter Island. Not just the the statues, but actual skulls, you know, and yeah. It's fascinating and I find it curious as to who are these giants? How did they get here? What Like what there was what people were eating back then. There was no processed food. There were no steroids. There were no. There might be natural hormones if you're eating an animal or something, but nothing Mm -hmm. like we have now. Yeah. Science was not as that evolved, yet we had these huge people roaming around. And we go all the way back to the Bible. And in 1 Samuel, we have the story of Goliath. Mm -hmm. And he was a Philistine and part Egyptian. And according to the Bible, he was huge. He was a man of incredible height. And everybody was afraid of him. He was like the showpiece of the army. Well, and he was like one of four brothers, too, that were all big. Yeah, and we don't and we don't know if his what anything about his parents or about his cousins, uncle or like his specific tribe. Yeah, We just know they yanked him up and said, hey, you're coming with us, big boy, because we're going to intimidate everybody. So it's throughout history, we hear of these giants. Who are they and where did they come from? And are the people who are walking around today, are they descendants of them? Is there still this seed going around, although it doesn't show up as often? Um, You know, it's, it's going down through certain lineages what is the deal with that which is very possible it's one of those things like we mentioned you know the the place in china where they they they, the tallest people in china come from one province because it's the you know at one time there was a a tribe or a a group of them that were even taller and then by intermingling with everyone else they they got smaller but still you know became like the average between the two it's kind of like one of those things i i love saint bernard's and a lot of people don't realize this. The St. Bernard's we have now are smaller than what they used to be because the entire population, besides a few, were wiped out. And then to keep them going, they they bred them with bull mastiffs. And bull mastiffs were smaller. So they ended up becoming the average, you know, St. Bernard is about, I think what they said, about three quarters the size of the originals. So, and I think that's the same thing that happens kind of with these tribes where you have the bigger tribes and once they have to, you know, they mingle with other ones, you end up getting a smaller version, a mix in between, you know, a size in between the two. Right. And then every now and then you that, get that. that gene 
comes through in full force and everybody's like, wow, like you said, freak of nature. Yeah, which maybe it's not. It's just genetics popping up. You know, it's like one of those things, like all of a sudden, you know, how many times you see like two brown eyed people having a blue eyed child because that, you know, that genetic gene, you know, that blue eyed gene was in there. It just wasn't showing on two of them and then pops up on the other one uh, on the child. And it could be the same thing with height where all of a sudden it's just that gene decides, okay, I'm going to be dominant this time. Yeah. And it also works in the other way. There are people who have genetic defects such as cancer or whatever and it can go two or three generations nobody gets it and then all of a sudden bam bam yeah it just shows up Mm -hmm. i have to wonder if they're not product of the nephilim yes and i know we brought that we've talked about the nephilim before and and i've had the same thought is i mean it's one of those things is you know, whether you believe the Bible or not, and this is one of the things I've had arguments with people because most people know I'm not a very religious person, but I have read the Bible multiple times. I know a lot of things that are in the Bible. A lot of the things that are said to have happened in the Bible are proven to have happened. So maybe the Nephilim, you know, that they mention in the Bible really existed at some point. Well, the Nephilim are brought up several times in the Bible. Yes. They first appear in Genesis, where Genesis 6-4 says the Nephilim were in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, they bore children to them. The same were the mighty men that were of old, the men of renown. And then they show up later in Numbers, where they talk about, and this is where... um, they're going through Canaan and says, and there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come of the Nephilim, and they were in our own sights as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. It also comes up in Ezekiel. They lie with the warriors, the Nephilim of old, who descended to Shoal with their weapons of war. And the Nephilim were basically angels who came down to earth and got busy with the earthlings. Yeah. They took a shine to the earthly beauties and had kids. And so if that is the case, that seed or, or whatever happened there, unless it got wiped out in the flood. Yeah. But we don't know anything about exactly. We know Noah and his family were on the ark, but mm-hmm. maybe... It was still going through him. It might have been. I mean, maybe it wasn't, you know, maybe not Noah, but I mean, it was Noah and his family. So it wasn't just Noah and his wife and children. Right. It was it his was sons the and their wives. Yes. And the the, the, the wives, you know, the, the daughters and their husbands. So how do we know that the Nephilim gene wasn't running through one of them or multiples? You know, and then they continued to keep that gene going. It's like a lot of things that we find, like, you know, when you do, they do genetic testing and they find that, you know, um, Neanderthal DNA is still in some humans. Exactly, because we don't, I mean, you can kind of, according to the Bible, if you're just looking at it as genealogy, you can kind of follow Noah back. But like you said, it wasn't just Noah and his wife. 
you had several other people and we don't even really know how big that group was. No. And so. And and we don't, I mean, there's been a lot of speculation that um, it wasn't just, I mean, cause Noah lived, I can't remember how long he lived a very long life and it doesn't mention how many per se, how many kids he had in total. No. And we also don't know that because we know the Bible talks about the story of Noah and the, the ark. We all know the story. But there's a possibility that <clears throat> somewhere else in the world, there are other people who went high up on a mountain or who survived, and they just didn't happen to make the story. Yeah. I, I, not to say, that's the whole idea of Mormonism. but Right. I mean, we don't know. No. We you know. Also, there's this theory that they come from Atlantis. You know, I mean, or the Nephilim were just really good swimmers. <laughs> I mean. Well, the giants, according to one article that I read, they believe that in Atlantis, they were like these super beings. They were obviously, and they were, you know, hybrid aliens, whether you call yeah. them the lizard people or whatever, but they were these hybrid humans and they were advanced, they were super smart, they were all really athletic, tall, big. And that when Atlantis went down, which running a parallel universe, if it happened during the flood, if that's really what happened was actually nuclear bombs and everything went off, this big battle that they had, that they had to, they had to escape, they had to go somewhere. We all know that Atlantis was destroyed by a nuclear war with Lumeria. Right. So, and some people claim that's what the flood was. Yeah. yeah. That that's what caused all the, you know, the meteor showers weren't actually meteor showers that killed the dinosaurs. And that when they lit off all these bombs, cause they were going after Atlantis, it blew water all over. It, like it was just, it was catastrophic and caused all kind of havoc with the weather. Yes. That's the theory. And that these guys, in order to survive, had to bail Atlantis, and the survivors got out with what they could, which may explain how how these guys were rowing and they came via water because they were looking for somewhere, anywhere, dry land to set up shop again. And maybe that explains why they were so pissed off and they were they were they were uh, harassing the Paiutes and eating them. Yeah. I mean, maybe they just got, you know, used to eating human meat, you know, during their, their time on the boat. I don't know. There's a world of possibilities when you think about these things. Yeah. And I'm not claiming one way or the other. I'm not saying one is right or one is wrong. But the facts are that in this cave, in the Lovelock Cave, underneath a big, huge pile of bat goo, they found humans who had, or, or they found the Paiute bones. There was evidence that they had been chewed on. Yeah. They found giant bones with red hair, which matches all the stories of the Paiute tribe. Now, I think they may have embellished the story to make themselves look a little better, but who faults them for that? Yeah. I mean, I mean like you said, history is written by the winners. Yeah. 
Then you just do a modicum amount of research about what's going on around the world, what's been discovered, and you find that there are giants being discovered all over the place, but it really doesn't make the news, which is amazing to me. Well, I mean, yeah, because I, I can find uh, articles here and there of uh, giants found in Russia, giants found in, you know, Easter Island, giants found in Ethiopia, Egypt, all over the world. But it's like one quick article and then it's gone. And there's no like major, which we go back to the propaganda. I mean, the, the news is controlled by a select few who doesn't want this to get out. And why are they trying to hide this? Mm. No, you know, were telling me I, that you were telling me that there's some place wasn't a museum that it, that you had to ask them. I did hear the one in Winnemucca if you asked, but then another article said that you know you'd get what you said where they'd say, "Oh no, it's not here; it's at the other museum. It's the one in Reno." And then you go and over the there, and they're Reno like, "Tell you to go back to Winnemucca." But supposedly that some people have asked, and they have taken them to a back room and shown them that they are there, but. And why, why is it hidden in the back somewhere? Like I said, Nevada doesn't agree that that actually happened. you know. But who knows? Because it's one of those things. Like I said, I found a whole other article that talks about all the different ones. You know, Giants found in Ecuador. Giants found in Kentucky. The Kentucky Dover Mound. You know, the New York Giants. They're not just a bad football team. You know, <laughs> giant footprints found all over the world that we don't hear about. And... A, a supposedly, and I've been trying to find more on this, but supposedly um, the Smithsonian admitted to the fact that they've been destroying them. I did. I saw that as well. And they because, can't explain why. Yeah, they, they haven't never explained why, but they've been destroying them and hiding that, the, the fact that these exist, which go right along with what we've mentioned before, where the, the news is controlled by a very select few who obviously, obviously control the Smithsonian too, who don't want it to get out that the fact that giants have and may still exist. I also saw an interesting theory, especially about these red-headed Sitakas and how they were giant, they were big, they had this red hair and everything, that they could be, there's a possibility that Bigfoot is a descendant of these, that they didn't yeah. all die or they, or they scattered around and they had to adapt to their environment because a lot of people, if you read about Bigfoot or you know anything about Bigfoot, a lot of people claim that it, Bigfoot has like a reddish hair. Yeah, brownish red hair. Brownish and red hair, yeah. Maybe that's it's true that the Sitaka were, you know, a version of it, but because they were in the middle of the desert, I mean, being a big furry sucker in the middle of the desert would, you would suck. shed. Yeah, so they shed the, they shed. Like, you'll see dogs do it and other animals. If you take them from a, a warm, a cold environment to a warmer environment, sometimes they will shed and get rid of a lot of their fur. Well, if you've seen you pictures know. of me, you see that I've shed. Yeah, we know. It's just all gone. But, <laughs> but you know, and maybe that's what happened was, you know, they, they, they went there and over the time, just like, you know, you see, like, when people talk about the different races and humans, um, the reason why we have different races is because where we are, where we where we live, where we habitate, and that's our body adapted to the to where we live. That's why you know we have different you know pigments in different places because of more sun or less sun. That's where we're pale people in Washington because we never see the sun. You also, know, what people are able to eat. Yeah, 
Wait, they're dietary, eat, your dietary uh, intake affects your growth. It affects your skin color. It right. affects all kind of stuff. And maybe that's what the Sitaka was. They, they're, they're, you know, Bigfoots that just adapted to living in the desert and lost most of the fur. I also have to believe that if this part of the world was underwater at some point, as they said, there was a big lake and everything. Mm -hmm. And we also know that there was a flood at some point in history. That's a well-known fact. Yes, that's not, scientifically proven. Whether yeah. you're religious and believe the Bible or not, there was a flood. There was a huge flood. At least one, maybe actually multiples. Maybe multiples. And things got moved around all over the world, from mm -hmm. this place to that place. And the ocean floor is so huge and so unexplored. And the mountains down there, the mountains in the ocean are actually taller and larger than the mountains that we have up here on land. Yeah. Everest is not the tallest mountain in the world. It's the highest. Right. The tallest mountain in the world doesn't actually even come out of the water. Yeah. So imagine nobody's been down there. Nobody's. There's got to be caves. There's got to be secret spots and all kinds of things down there. So who knows what's down there? The possibilities are endless. And so when you talk about these things and people look at you like you're nuts because you're talking about giants and there's no way they found giant bones and there's no way there were giant tribes. We have them today. Mm -hmm. We just don't recognize them and they're not a threat to us as they would have been during this time of history. And yeah. so I think it's interesting the, I'll just say the conspiratorial side of things is why is it not a big deal? Why are they covering it up? Why is it just a blip on the radar, even in the archaeological circles? And why is like the Smithsonian destroying these things? And why do they not have them prominently displayed at museums? Because they don't want us to know about them. And you by don't the way, hear about it in mountain. pop culture. You don't hear, there's not books written about it. It's almost like this swept under the rug thing oh it is and by the way the, the tallest mountain is moana key so i've been on top of it have you yeah it's uh, the moana key it's on a uh, uh maui it's at the top of the it's where the observatory is oh I there last time i was there it's uh, the the top of like hawaii oh i've been so the one in maui yeah moana key right yeah oh well then i've been there too yeah, one time so. but yeah, if you go so if there. you take that all the way down to the bottom to the ocean floor Mm -hmm. it's huge yeah it's thirty three thousand feet <laughs> probably no caves or it's probably just solid all the way down oh it's a it's a volcano it's also the tallest volcano too so yeah so and then there's marianas trench yep i read this Wait. the other day that 93 percent of the united states is uninhabited yeah. people drive through it well and that's there like are roads you know, on Wednesday's episode where I'm like, we don't have an overpopulation. We have an overcrowding. Yeah, because yeah, because we all we cram them all into these centers. We're all crammed into ones in these cities. I mean, you drive, you know, it's like Washington. They talk about the population in Washington. 90% of that's in one spot. Yes. And speaking of Washington, you go over to eastern Washington. You go through the Mountain Pass, right? Mm -hmm. You go over to uh, the Gorge 
uh, you go over to Dry Lake and Dry Falls, and all that stuff in there. A lot of that stuff's unexplored. Yeah. You can't get into it. It's too deep. You don't. We don't know what's down there. We don't know who lived there. And so this idea that this is not real, it doesn't exist, and even even like the story of the these giants in Lovelock, I read so many stories where, where they were just nope, it didn't happen. It's all a it's all a ruse. It's all a myth. It's even they even though they found bones, they tried to minimize the bones they found. Yeah. The red hair. Let's minimize that. Like there's they don't even want to entertain the idea that it's real. Yeah, and that always causes alarm bells to go off. Because I want to know why. Why are you so afraid of this? Yeah. And I, I'd be curious if anybody out there has, has the answer or has legitimate suggestions as to why they're doing that. Do they know something we don't? Are they truly from aliens? Do they really go back to the Nephilim? Do they know that? Is there some sort of gene that they found or some sort of marker that they found that if, we, if the public got too close to it, it would verify everything? Possibly. And it's one of those things a lot of people think that um, because it disproves Darwinism. But I don't know if it disproves Darwinism because in the fact that it's it's not a disprovement of Darwinism, it just shows that maybe there's another evolutionary line that isn't human. And why can't we have another theory? Why does it have to just be creation versus Darwinism? Because it's always an us first time. Yeah, you can't have a third option. Yeah, we can't have that. Uh, that's another one that mystifies me. Because as a Christian, I can I can see the argument of theistic evolution. Mm-hmm. Like I can understand that theory. Yes, where there's sort and of I, this kind of combination of the two. But most Christians don't even want to go near it. And yeah. and anybody who's following Darwin's theory of evolution won't even entertain it in the least. No, and I I, I agree. I, I do. I mean, like I said, I'm not a very religious person. But I do believe that there is a very good possibility of a theistic evolution. That we, you know, that they're both right. There there could be a designer, and it may not have happened in seven literal days. No, it could have been. Like we mentioned in the the time episode, how do we know that seven days were our days? We're the ones that created the idea of the seven days. Maybe what they considered days was, you know, I mean, a day in heaven. thousand years. A thousand years. Could be a a million years. Yeah. So we don't know. And, And also, I think a lot of our history, like this kind of stuff, gets erased. And then once it's erased, they don't want it brought back up, and I don't understand why. But they're there. The giants are there. And so it's interesting because now when I see some big, huge, tall guy, <laughs> I always, or, or a gal, there's a lot of really tall gals that uh, play volleyball, you know, mm-hmm. pro, pro basketball, and, and just want, are around. And it, you just, now you just kind of have to wonder, what is the genetic backstory? You know, I don't know. And I, I wondered after doing a lot of research on some of this stuff, if we aren't, if we're not the first ones to inhabit this planet, that may always that possibility you know, too. Maybe, maybe what we're finding, maybe these giants were the first ones to inhabit this planet that it didn't quite work. 
So it, it wasn't, you know, didn't go to God's plan. So we were, we were, we were the second attempt. Or, or were they the leftover I, species? Like, yeah, yeah I'm starting, I'm going to start something new, but I'm not like, I'll just leave those guys there and they'll, they'll dwindle out. Yeah. I mean, maybe they were the angels. They well, were the that angels would be the Nephilim. Did. Yeah. Yeah, the angels, you know, like, and that's what the Nephilim are. They were angels that, you know, they were angels that maybe instead of, you know, because a lot of people think that if you didn't pick a side, you were you were considered, you were sent down with the demons. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe they all weren't. Maybe some of them got all sent all the way down. Some of them just went to earth. Yeah, because one thing that the Bible is not clear on is what were they doing here? Yeah. Like it just well, it just picks up like hey there were some angels that came down and they fancied some uh, human women and the next thing you know is they they had kids. Yeah. But it doesn't say why they were here. Maybe they just didn't want to be you know they was the, the ones that they they were cast out. I mean, does it really say that they were cast out to hell or just that they were cast out of heaven? And I, if I remember right, it just says they were cast out of heaven. Maybe being cast out of heaven, they became the nephilim. They were the ones. They were the undecided. They may have been the undecided because the ones who did it, the Bible is pretty clear that when there was the division, when if you chose to go with Satan, you were you were gone with him. Yeah, you were gone with him. But if I was trying to remember it and I'd have to read read it again, it's been a while. But I, I thought for sure that they just said that the ones that did not pick a side were cast out. And most people assume by them being cast out, they meant they were sent with with Satan and I don't or Lucifer, but I mean, I think maybe they weren't sent with Lucifer. Maybe just being cast out meant they were sent to earth and they became the Nephilim. It's a fascinating theory and it's a fascinating story. And we do have giants among us and we'll mm -hmm. just keep plugging, plugging away, trying to get to the bottom of it because it seems like everyone else wants to ignore it in the scientific field with the exception of a few. And then when it does get discovered, it gets immediately shut down by the powers that be. Why yeah. is that? Because they, they can't, you can't go away from the status quo. True. They, the facts will not change our beliefs. Right. All right. Well, I have the midweek podcast, and so I will be back on Wednesday, and you and I will be back next Sunday with a brand new episode. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, email us down the RH at protonmail.com. We're out of here. See you later.